chapter 111, and we're starting at the beginning of that chapter. And so, give me a moment. I'm going to share it a couple of places. And then we'll pray and get started. Okay. All right. Um, let's pray. Dear gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you for another Sabbath day. And no matter what the weather is outside, we thank you, Lord, and ask you to give us joy in our hearts and give us your Holy Spirit, Lord, as we open up this lesson study. And most of all, open up the eyes of our understanding that we may gain insight into the things that we are studying and glean principles of truth from these uh, from these pages, Lord, that we might um know how to um, be better Christians, Lord Jesus, and how to um, um, act in our daily lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Uh, All right. Um, she has titled this chapter, Sketch of Experience. And um, she's, this, this um, period of time she's dealing with is a couple of months in 1867 from October to December. And um, she starts off talking about, I guess, a meeting that they had in Battle Creek and, and it had just finished. And she said that they were really kind of worn out, but because the meeting had so refreshed them in spirit and they had gotten such a good result that they had decided to join uh, another brother, J.N., J.N. Andrews in a journey, a long journey to Maine. And then he said on the way, she said on the way, they held a meeting at Roosevelt, New York. And she said that testimony number 13, which we haven't gotten to yet because we haven't reached that book yet, but testimony 13 was doing its work. And, um, and apparently, and we had, we already have read in, uh, earlier chapters about um, the general disaffection that um, the church had experienced previously and how they were talking bad about brother and sister white and putting them down and really trying to discredit them. And she said that, that um, the, that now the people that had taken part in that were beginning to see things in a true light. And she said that um, the meeting that they were having was one of hard labor in which pointed testimonies were given, confessions were made, followed by a general turning to the Lord on the part of the backsliders and sinners. So that's very interesting to me that they had, and if you all remember some of the earlier chapters, they were, they were, they had faced great hardships and great disappointments just to be talked about and, 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 and basically, you know, just in, in mentally just browbeaten and, and just, you know, low to the ground by, you know, so-called Christians and their brethren. And to, to hear that, you know, they continue to work and they continue to seek the Lord and, the Lord turned all of that around uh, is wonderful to hear. Any comments? 
Yeah, I was thinking about that too. It seems that hasn't stopped even nowadays that when you have people in leadership and they're trying to move things forward, there's always going to be people pulling back and being negative and talking all about the folks, you know, and uh, I don't know what you can do about it other than keep your eyes on the Lord and keep your ears open to what he wants you to do and just ignore the naysayers. But they do tend to, people like that will hold you back and they don't, sometimes they don't realize they're doing the devil's work because as, as it says a little farther down that they lost several weeks of work that they could have been doing, you know, because all this foolishness, you know, with people being jealous and envious and fault finding and complaining and probably thinking they could do it better and, you know, why are they doing it this way when we can, we've always done it that way. You know, everybody's, people always have some excuses for just pulling back from anything moving forward. But I think we have to be very careful and realize that the devil, he enjoys that. You know, that's his thing is to slow down the work of God, to prevent people from moving forward and to cause damage to the work, you know. So right, right. Whenever we feel negative or complaining we just need to be quiet and say lord just lead out let me hear your voice you know so that we don't hinder god's work ourselves right 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 and and you know you think about it and you say well you know it's so easy to start complaining about stuff Mm-hmm. But you just gotta, you just gotta pray every day. Lord, help me not to be a complainer today, but to be a seeker of truth, to be a seeker of you. Um, because God, you know, He's more than willing to help us and to make a way out of no way. You know, for those who put their faith and trust in Him, He's more than willing. You know, and you know, God allows things for a reason. We just may not see it, always see it, you know, and may not always understand it, but he allows things for a reason. And even, you know, when we look at the story of Job, God allowed that for a reason, you know. I think, too, as leaders, you know, when we are leading out and that and then you get the people, naysayers and uh, complainers, you have to look beyond that. You know, and say, hey, it's not me personally necessarily. You know, I'm just going to keep my eyes on the Lord and keep moving forward. But sometimes that's hard and it's easy to get discouraged and say, I'm, well, I just won't do nothing. Let everybody else, y'all so smart, y'all do it. You know, we don't want to do that type of thing. People are going to complain. But I think you and Andre had said y'all heard a message titled, it's okay to moan, but don't grumble. <laughs> Something like that. So, yeah, things not necessarily going the way you want, but don't get to the point where you're holding back the work of God. And you know, if you notice too, nine times out of ten, the people that's complaining, if you ask them to join into whatever mission you're trying to do, they're the first ones to say, Oh no, I ain't got time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right, Patsy. You, you you find that so often they wanna they wanna uh, complain from the back seat, but they don't want to get up in the front seat and help drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I really believe that story our parents used to tell us about the little red hen. That's true life. There's always people gonna be trying to hold you back, 
then as soon as it's done, they want to jump in and take some kind of credit for it. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Hi, Alvina. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Good. Um, okay, and then... I wanted, um, to, I wanted to say something, too. About oh, go ahead. I know it's a date was 1867, and with... Um, like History Month right up on us, I just wanted to take note that the slaves had been supposedly free for what, like four years at that point, right? Two years. Two years, what is it, 65, 1865. Mm -hmm. yeah, so the slaves had been free for two years. So there was a lot of things going on in the background too, right? Let's keep mm -hmm. that in mind as we read through this, that you know the, what was happening in the world, a world's view as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that brings up a good point. I'm glad you mentioned that because um, I've always tried to pay attention to what's going on in other countries because compared to America, other countries are really catching it. So I was thinking, Lakita just mentioned, hey, people had just got out of slavery. Most of the people, still some people in Texas, still in slavery. Right, but right. The majority of the slaves had been at least notified that they were free. And here these people are complaining about God's work, about people trying to do God's work. And they act like that's such a big deal. But think about the people who just got out of slavery. Now, that's a problem right there. Mm -hmm. So I was saying that to say we have to recognize that we're blessed and highly favored. And there are other people around the globe who are really having problems. But sometimes we look at our little what we call problems and we think it's something, but compared to what other people have gone through or are going through, all of us need to count our blessings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then the next paragraph, uh, 643 point, I'm sorry, 644.1. It talks about um, their labors in Maine commencing um, with a conference uh, the beginning of November. And she was saying that the meeting was large. And she says that her and her husband bore a plain and pointed testimony in favor of truth and proper discipline and against different forms of error, confusion, fanaticism, and disorder naturally grow growing out of a want of discipline. And she said this testimony was particularly applicable to the things that were going on in Maine. And then she said disorderly spirits who professed to observe the Sabbath were in rebellion and labored to diffuse the disaffection through the conference. Basically labored to just kind of spread the, the discontent and the, 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 the disagreement with with those who were trying to um, to um, bring in truth and get rid of error and confusion and fanaticism. And she says, and, and Satan helped them and they succeeded to some extent. And so, you know, Satan's always at work. When, when, when God is at work, Satan is at work trying to counter whatever he's, he, God is trying to do. But thank God, thank the Lord that, that, you know, whatever Satan is trying to do, God is still in control all the time. And, 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 you know, 
God can, through the effectual fervent prayers of righteous people, God can overrule anything and everything that Satan is doing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have we have prophecy. We know what's going to happen. We know the things that are going to happen in the end, in the end times. We don't know when those things are going to happen, but we can certainly pray and, um, you know, ask God, you know, you know, Lord, make sure we and our families are sealed among those that are sealed in their foreheads before those things happen, you know? Um, and so prayer avails much when it comes to God. Um, and then um, any comments behind that paragraph? Okay. Uh, moving on then to the next paragraph. Um, she really went on to say, and as you were mentioning earlier, Lee, that because of all this and in consequence of the spirit of rebellion and fault finding and jealousy and murmuring and complaining, she said what what might the work that might have been done in two weeks required seven weeks. Now that's that's more than I mean that that's an exponential increase in the amount of time that it should have taken. And she said, and she she said those seven weeks were most trying, laborious, and disagreeable toil. And so, as you stated earlier, Lee, five weeks were lost to, yeah, to the car. That was five meetings. You know, I guess we could think of it as tent meetings or revivals or whatever. They mm-hmm. lost five other meetings they could have had because of that. Mm-hmm. Them down. Yeah, and saying that the people in other parts of New England, New York, and Ohio were deprived of mm-hmm. meetings because they couldn't be in two places at the same time. So, um, but they were, she says, they were comforted when they left Maine with the fact that, that all that had been involved had confessed their part of the rebellion and that some had even been led to seek the Lord and embrace the truth. So um, their work, in other words, their work was not in vain, that those five extra weeks were not in vain. So that was some consolation for them. And even though it was hard and laborious and, and you know, and painstaking, um, their work was not in vain. And, and, you know, there's a scripture that says the Lord's word will not return to him void. And they were earnest, and I'm sure they were very prayerful, and they were very determined. And God granted them success because hey, of that. And, you know, Sister Karen, that, that lets us know that God's timing is different than ours. And as we are out there, especially with Bible studies, you know, sometimes you can get discouraged when you're calling us. I'm just going to speak for me, for young people. And you set that time aside. And then 
you know, you find out they give you excuses and stuff, but once the Holy Spirit really touches their heart, they're so fired up now until I'm like, get some energy, girl. You got to get some energy. They, You know, they're fired up now, whereas, like I said, you know, with Ellen White and them back then, they had, I'm, I'm going to be honest, they had more patience than, than I have, and I pray every day that the Lord give me patience, but you know, you can see that our old, the older saints, they were willing to, to you know, to I don't want, I don't know what I'm looking for, willing to to sacrifice and wait for the Holy Spirit. Even if, even when she said a few had been led, and so like you said, it wasn't in vain. But you know, our, nowadays, you know, people just they're not they're not that patient anymore. Even with whether it's driving or whether it's you know trying to work with someone that has yet to understand the word of God as you're working with them. There's not a lot of people out there that's patient. And I think that's why we don't have a lot of people doing Bible study. People, you know, they want to see instant results and it just don't happen like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we have become a fast food generation. We want everything fast. We want everything instant, you know, and um, like you said, Patsy, it doesn't work that way. But then the Everything Bible says, the Bible says that the um, love of many will wax cold and that the spirit of God is being withdrawn from the earth. So mm-hmm. you see as man in his natural state being um, impatient, you know, um, wanting things to be done right now, etc. because the spirit of God is being withdrawn. From mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's going to get worse yeah. and worse mm-hmm. and worse. Yes, and when and when God talks about these things, He's not talking about like we have to always remember, and I have to remind myself that God's not talking about people who don't care about Him. He's talking about the state of the mind of the saints. There, you know, because the people out there who doesn't care about God doesn't have any love. Right, they're not thinking about loving anybody. That's the church members that he's talking about us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know, when we read through some of these chapters, we know that that you know Satan knows that he has a short time, and we know that God wants as many people in His kingdom as possible. And so these are things we can be praying about because we know that there is opposition. We know that we have family members even that we want to see in the kingdom that we know if Jesus was to come tomorrow, they're just not ready, you know? Um, And we know that, that, you know, there are, there's, you know, Satan has so much opposition out there. And we can just see on TV how, you know, there was a point in time when certain things they didn't show on TV. And now it's becoming progressively more and more and more stuff that they're showing on TV because they're trying, Satan is trying to get our minds accustomed to it and, and, and feel like it's okay. And, and starting from a young age, you know, even these, these discussions that are happening about what's, what's, being taught in our classrooms with the young children, you know, to make stuff acceptable, make sin acceptable. And it's, and it's okay. And it's all right. You know, and um, 
we need to be praying about some of this stuff because we know that, the you know, Satan is opposing everything that's good and everything that's right, mm-hmm. wherever it's happening in the world, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, Karen, I am um, just speaking about our members. I want to, our family members, I want to be very encouraging about that because, you know, everybody's not going to be, I don't know how to say it, but we're not all held to the same standards. And we may um, see our people and, and, you know, the fruit or whatever we think we see is not what we believe the Lord will have our family members doing. But we don't know how God is working with them and that, you know, for some, you know, for some of people, they're not going to be held to the same standard as others. And so we know that God is working with everybody. So we just try to focus on the fact that he's working with them. And we don't know, you know, they may already be sealed for all we know, but it doesn't look like what we expect it to look. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, but by their fruit shall you know them. Like what fruit are you talking about? I mean, like if a person say, I don't love the Lord, I don't want to love the Lord. That's a whole different thing. But when we look at an addict, you know, like a drug addict, and that person is doing well. That was the first of all. That was a statement. That wasn't fruit. That was a statement. <laughs> What's the statement? Oh, okay. of the Lord. Well, well, your 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 husband always says we can be fruit. We can be fruit inspectors. We can't be judges. But I I, I forgot how you say it, Lee. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, we can know, be I fruit inspectors. I, I even say for the fruit, and I think I, we talk about behavior, or I, sometimes I think about the fruit is love, joy, peace gentleness, goodness, the spirit of the Holy Spirit. And let's be very honest. Sometimes, you know, some of our family members who are not in Christ can be more sharing, more caring, more giving than we ourselves are. And so, you know, they may, they still may be doing some things that we think they ought not to be doing. But to me, sometimes people admit are, are demonstrating the fruit of the spirit, including faith that a lot of us who are Christians are, are not are not demonstrating. So we can't really say, I, I say that to be encouraging that, it, you know, we can look at people and, and think a certain way, but we just keep praying and the Lord is working with them. And we just don't know what, that, what God requires of them. Like he doesn't require us to be Job. You know what Job went through? We don't all have to go through that, right? I was going to um, want to point out where was talk. We were talking about how through all the foolishness and um, rebellion and fault finding that the work of God was hindered, and like people, like the little phrase says, you're either part of the problem or part of the solution. So we all need to be solution focused. There's always going to be problems, no matter what, but we need to be solution focused. And think, how can I help? How can I assist? How can I be positive about what's going on? Because it's very easy to become a complainer and just fuss and fume about what's not going right. But the question is, what are we doing well? And how can you help us to do even better? So if I'm thinking about myself, instead of complaining, if I jump in to try and make things better, if I jump in as part of the team, if I jump in to try and move things forward, then it leaves that much less time for me to be a complainer. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us 
we have to look at how can I be part of the solution and not part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And you that, know, one example, one good example was that when I had visited over at the top, and I had told myself, I said, I'm just going to go home after church and sit down. And, you know, then they mentioned that they were going to be, you know, filling bags for the homeless. And I hadn't seen Joy in a while. So I sat at the table and they was like, no, we can use your help. And I said, well, I can't walk. So I, I said, you know, but they put, you guys put me to work and we filled those bags and a whole new Spirit came over me that I didn't even think about coming home and going to sleep. I was just happy filling the bags. And then, you know, then when Teresa made a comment, you know, about some things, and I said, I got a box of them in my garage. And she was like, well, she said, if you get a chance, I told her, I'll donate it to the church. So I did get it over there. But it made me realize that I had one plan for myself, and God had another and I was so happy. And, of course, Joy gave me some food to bring home. And I was like, praise the Lord, because <laughs> I had chili that day. But I just thought, I said, sometimes if we just listen to that little voice, God will put us to work where he wants us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's wonderful. And and that's what that's what really our life down here is really all about just listening to that voice, listening to God's voice and, 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 and following where he leads. Really? That's, that's really what it's all about. I like that little phrase. Um, those people, those who are complaining and saying it can't be done are slowing down those of us who are doing it. Mhm. Yep. Yep. Um uh Percy and Christina, welcome. You guys have any comments? Well, not yet cuz I'm not sure exactly what what the question was or what was going on, so I'm kind of listening. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, just a quick recap. Uh, we were talking about how um, we were on Testimonies for the Church, Chapter 111. And um, Sister White was talking about how um, they went to labor in Maine and how because of the the disaffected, well, let me, let me say it like this. Let me go back to the paragraph. There was so much... Um, fault-finding, rebellion, murmuring, and complaining in Maine that what should have only taken two weeks, a two-week um, a two-week uh, meeting took them seven weeks. And so um, basically that was five weeks that they could have been having meetings somewhere else. And but But they, and she said it was tough, and it was laborious and it was disagreeable, but she said after that time that they're that they're they were comforted by the fact that that people had confessed their part in the rebellion and some had even been led to seek the Lord and embrace the truth. And so um, but nonetheless, there were other souls that didn't get a chance to experience the meetings because of the time that it took in Maine to, 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 um, you know, reach those people. 
So we were talking about just because we know that the time, this is we're living in a time of the end and that we need to be praying as God's servants, praying because we know that everything that God is doing to save us, Satan is doing stuff to oppose that wherever it's happening in the world, you know? And um, we need to be praying on that end for God to overrule Satan's devices and his weapons and his plans and his spells and his enchantments to, to, to hinder God's people from, from our mission, you know, which is to teach, baptize and teach and be steadfast and unmovable. You know what I mean? And, um, And, and, and basically just, you know, even though it may be trying laborious and disagreeable toil, we need to remain, uh, as Brown used to say, stand, used to say, stand for the right though the heavens may fall. Yeah. Um, given that, I'm thinking about um, our Sabbath school lesson, uh, understanding that, you know, God is He's the one that hears and delivers. Uh, it was dealing with troubles, but when you think of it in respect to this mission, this job that we have uh, been called to do, uh, sometimes uh, we find ourselves in this predicament that Sister White is talking about. Um, and sometimes it's not just by happenstance that it happens. Uh, there's a reason, there's a purpose behind it. Um, and maybe, just maybe, I don't know because I wasn't there with uh, Sister White at that time, but maybe, just maybe, God allowed that to ha happen at that particular time for them so that they can get their minds and their hearts set right so that going forward, uh, they would have a better understanding of what it would take to get this gospel spread uh, more uh, in a more decent manner, uh, so to say. And so, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what was actually transpiring, uh, but she, she put it in there for a reason. God let it happen for a reason. Hmm, that's interesting. Plus, Fortify them at the beginning, huh? Plus, we see that um, same thing in the Bible, where the person, where the, um, they were murmuring of, uh, about God, and um, they ended up. Um, lost in the wilderness or going through the wilderness for 40 years. I often think about ourselves and that God has a work for us to do, our goal for us to reach. We're going to reach that goal, but based on our submissiveness and our determined um, decision to follow God, come what may, is how long will it take us to reach that goal? For example, Samson, you know, got distracted, sidetracked by the things of this world, the things that he lusted and wanted and so he still did what he was called to do destroy those people but he had it, it cost him his own life as a result of all the distractions and the um and and uh, probably i guess he would be complaining to or whatever but i know that the 40 years is a message to us you know we can we can go ahead and just do what god is asking us to do or we can roam around be confused you know, people keep saying, well, you know, I don't know what the Lord wants me to do. I'm not concerned. I'm not sure about what God wants me to do. You know, um, then we're, we just not, one of them is that we don't have that relationship with God to know what he wants us to do. 
And then the second thing is we probably may not want to do it, but all of our complaining and memory, whether it's about, you know, the elders in the church or, you know, the media team in the church or the youth director in the church, that slows the work of God down. It's going to be done, but where we could be, you know, rejoicing and praising God in, in two weeks, it could take two years, you know. Mm -hmm. That's the message that I'm getting from this whole thing. Mm. <laughs> That's disheartening, really, isn't it? <laughs> that well, maybe... you know, it's, it's not disheartening to me, Karen, but it, you know, it, it gives me a, um, something I need to pray about. You know, like, just help me to shut up, you know, and not be complaining and put my mouth on everybody else's stuff and have an opinion about everybody else's stuff because God is leading them. I can trust believe that God will be leading them that just like I believe he's believing he's leading me and stuff so it, it can be especially like I'm, since I'm not on the board thank goodness that's, that's a whole other thing but um, you know that's where I would see it at mainly in the board where you know I'm just using the media team Karen because you guys are the media team the media team says hey I want I think we should have some of these these here mics from the top of the ceiling you know with strobe lights etc cetera, etc cetera. And then somebody who knows nothing about media lights and strobe lights or nothing else is complaining and whining and just doesn't want to do it and you know, has no reason to not want to do it. But they have all these opinions, which in four years, y'all end up getting the same thing that you said four years ago. Only now it's going to cost more. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. Let, really let, 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 let's not be the murmuring, complaining children of Israel in the wilderness. Because <laughs> you're going to go into a wilderness if you do. And then another thing about that to me, one day I was complaining and I was like, well, Lord, I shouldn't have been a therapist. You know, I could make much more money someplace else doing something else. And the Holy Spirit came right back with me in just a second. Oh, you saying I, I led you wrong? Mm you know something better. So, mm -hmm. you know, if we learn to just submit and just be appreciative of what God is giving us, you know, he can do so much more for us, you know? Anyway. I yeah, and I, I, I like what you just brought out, Lakita, in, in reference, because, I mean, it's one thing to look at it in the totality as a, a unit, one. You know, we're all supposed to be unified as one. Mm -hmm. But when you make it more personable, and make it you and God, then it makes a, a huge impact, or it should, at least for me, makes a huge impact upon my life because now I'm murmuring and I'm complaining and I'm not going anywhere. And when I look at, when you just said that, you know, if I had done what he asked me to do then, I wouldn't be four years down the road trying to get where I should have been and here's the, here, here's the, the hard part of it. That door, that window might have closed for me. He might not left it open for me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, yeah. And so instead of murmuring, complaining, okay, Lord, what, show me what you got. <laughs> you know? And then and, you're like, yeah. how can I do it? You know, instead of it can yeah. done and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes, Percy, I speak from my own, my own personal uh, journey is, Sometimes something in our past and childhood, in our family life and the role we played in our family, 
you know, those things affected us tremendously. And while we can, you know, you can have the desire to do what God wants you to do, but that that scar or whatever is standing in the way, which you may not be aware of. And that thing has to be worked out too. So I just think he's merciful. And so he doesn't close these windows up. You know, like if you think about um, Samson, he never did close the window for Samson, you know, and now no matter how weak and downtrodden and blind Samson was, and maybe he was still spiritually blind, even though he finally fulfilled, you know, the destiny that God had set aside for him, you know, to make him um, special, very special in his sight. Um, but he still, you know, God still will give us what he's desiring for us to have. He just loves us so much, but it's us who hold that process up. I think that's what she's saying and stuff is that us who hold up our own processes and the processes of the church. And we don't see it. We don't see how talking about another member, you know, like if I want to say, Lord, just help me negative things about anybody. If I say something bad about them, it may not be at church. I may just be at home, but it's a spiritual thing and it may be hindering the work of God. So we, I just have to pray for myself. Lord, just help me to say about this. And you know, has her hand. I had I had a church member that just because three or four people said something negative, that individual was saying, I don't want to be an Adventist no more. So I've been praying. I've been praying for that person. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Christine, did Lisa. Christine, did you, you have your hand up? Actually, I didn't have my hand up. However, I, I I wouldn't mind um making a comment. I know I'm gonna take hold on just a second. I don't know. Okay, she's coming over here where I am because it was echoing on her phone. But she'll be here in a second. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I, I believe that um, when we pray without ceasing mm -hmm. and our intentions are always before us, that's collaborating with God's will. Um, I remember reading about the disciples when they were out um, ministering to the people. And there was this woman who was just antagonizing them, you know, um, praising God. But then it was a mockery of what they were doing and they had to rebuke her. And I always wondered, I said, Lord, you know, when you're out in the field, whether you're at church or you're literally in the field, like with the homeless ministry, um, with the ministry going out to the nursing homes, you know, there's always um, a distraction and we have to be focused because there will be traps. Like um, Brother Carol said, um, you don't want that to hinder the work of, of God because he's all knowing. And he has our best interest at heart. He knows exactly, you know, the situation. 
um, even before we come to it. So when we're trusting in him and we're praying without ceasing, that means that our hearts are tuned into God and his will for us. We, we won't be sideswiped where we're distracted and we come off our, our mission or our focus. Um, but I definitely believe that praying without ceasing um, and keeping our mission before us will keep will, will, will keep the peasant noises afar. And when they come close, we're able to combat it in a spiritual sense. We don't have to halt what we're doing, but the Lord, our guard angels, they will be there to fight those battles for us. We just have to continue um, to be intentional and keep focused and doing God's will. Yeah, and, and and I think that is very important to cover ourselves, our family, but also the Bible says to pray for all people. And, um, you know, there are people going through things in this world that, you know, we don't even know, but they're going through things for righteousness sake. Um, and so I think that we 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 need to keep not only uh, our families, our church family, our neighbors, our, the people that we know in prayer and keep them covered, but also people that we don't know, people that, that you know, God is strengthening, God is preparing for his kingdom, and they're going through stuff. You know, we live in what they call, quote unquote, the, the best country in the world, <laughs> Um, we also know from prophecy that this is going to become a persecuting country, but but right now it's it, it's it's quote unquote the best country in the world. But there are people who, and we know just from all of the people that are trying to get into America and cross the borders, that they're fleeing all kinds of things from the countries that they're in. And um, I think that's something for us to think about and for us to be thankful for, and for us to pray about also. Any other comments? If not, Lee, where are we next week? Uh, we're on lesson two in the book, In His Steps. And if you go, if you don't have the book, uh, let me know, I'll get you one or you can look on adventist.org slash beliefs, adventist.org slash beliefs, and we're on lesson two. Hey, Lee, where's my book? I hope you got it, because I gave it to you. Just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Patsy, did you get your book? Karen, you gave Patsy a book. Right? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, yes, sir, she did. And I thank sister. Excellent. You're welcome. You're so welcome. Okay. Um, Elder, Elder Wellington, I'm gonna ask you to pray us out. All righty. Father God, Lord, we are so grateful, Lord, for the opportunity to open your word and to study. Lord, we thank you for uh, what you have given Sister White and allowing us to be able to uh, study different things and different passages, Lord, uh, especially as it relates to our mission, Lord. 
And we ask, Father, that we won't be those people that will be uh, murmuring and complaining, but, Lord, that we will be compliant, Lord, with what you have called us to do. We ask, Lord, that you would take a hold of our, our minds, our hearts, Lord, and draw us yet nearer to thee. Help us, Father, to be the true servants that you have called us to be, mm-hmm. those, those servants who, are, who have been equipped and ready to go. And so, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, even right now for the opportunity that's set before us. And we thank you, Lord, for uh, Karen and Lee, who leads out in the discipleship class, Lord, and that individuals who have an opportunity to, will come on more often and more frequently. We thank you again for this precious study, and we ask that you will bless the rest of our Sabbath, Lord. Keep us, Lord, even where we cannot keep ourselves. And again, we say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, reminded me, too, about in the scriptures where the people was grumbling and complaining about not having meat to eat. <laughs> the Lord gave them all those quails and they end up dying oh, from eating too many quails. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be yeah. careful grumbling because like Lakita said, are you saying God don't know what he's doing? Right. Mercy. Yeah. And everybody keep in, uh, keep, uh, make note to yourself that Elder Maupin's uh, uh, funeral and stuff will be next Friday, February the second. Oh, you can view the body. You can view the body from ten to eleven, and then the funeral starts from eleven to one at Northside. And you oh, might want to make sure you call and check to see if things didn't get changed. Oh, so have a blessed okay. Friday. Wait a minute, Patsy. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. Give the information again. Okay, next it's November. Friday. I mean, I'm sorry. February the second, next Friday, from okay. ten to eleven. You can view the body. And from 11 to 12 is the funeral. And if anything changes, call ahead of time because that's the information I got so far. Okay. Okay. All right. Have a blessed Sabbath, everybody. All right. You too. Okay. Bye. Okay.